From COK Studios in Kai Rizdahl's cabin, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider the upcoming presidential transition and Joe Biden's inauguration. We'll also consider a new interview segment with our own Cordell Nutbrock. And we'll consider that dry January is just not going to happen. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Mob Be Gone, the white, racist, domestic terrorist repellent that says, Not today, proud boys. Mob Be Gone, like mace, but spicier. And Premier Podiums, the number one brand of lectern for making any kind of important political speech. Premier Podiums, so good you'll storm the U.S. Capitol to steal one. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. President-elect Joe Biden will be inaugurated next Wednesday on January 20th, becoming the nation's 46th president. With just a little more than a week to go, things in Washington, D.C. are almost eerily calm. The transition, which many were worried about after some of President Trump's election fraud legal challenges, has been one of the smoothest in history. The Trump administration has been surprisingly helpful to the Biden team, with current Trump team members meeting daily in some cases with their incoming Democratic counterparts. Congress has also been supportive of the Biden transition, with a coalition of Republicans pledging to help Biden pass substantive legislation to help Americans deal with the coronavirus pandemic in the first week of the new administration. Ted Cruz of Texas and Josh Hawley of Missouri have been two of the main Republicans who have pressed their GOP colleagues to work with the Biden administration and to cooperate with Democrats. For an update on what the final week of the Trump administration will be like and how the inauguration preparations are going, our senior Washington gossip reporter and popular teenage girl, Melissa Reynolds, joins us now. Hi, Melissa. Hey. This has been a shockingly calm and orderly transition. What are you hearing from your sources? Oh, totes. Everyone figured that after Trump was saying that the election was stolen and his supporters got all riled up that things would be super tense and messy, but it's actually going pretty well. Trump admitted that he lost the election right around Christmas and pledged to be as cooperative as possible to Joe Biden and his team. I will say that I was surprised at Trump's very gracious and adult behavior. I know, right? I think some on his team finally were able to convince him that it's like way better to not be a sore loser and put the country ahead of his own ego and stuff. So what else can you tell us about the plans for the inauguration? Well, my friend Gina's brother-in-law, Rex, who's on the Biden transition team, told me that Trump has committed resources to Biden's team so that the inauguration will be really special and a moment of unity for the entire country. It's been totes remarkable to see how Trump and his Republican cronies aren't putting their personal and party interests first. What about Trump's supporters? Obviously, there are many who still feel like the election was stolen, even though Trump has now conceded and admitted that he lied about the widespread voter fraud. Actually, I spoke to one of Trump supporters last week at a special event at the Capitol aimed at promoting unity and junk. What do you think about President Trump and the 2020 election now that he's conceded to Biden? Ugh, it's been hard, honestly. I, mean, I was really upset, and I felt like we needed to do something bold to stop the steal. 
I was on Parlor trying to come up with a riot or a way to show that we don't want to live without Trump as president. But then he came out and told us that he'd really lost and that Joe Biden is a good man who wants to help us heal the nation. Wow. I had tons of explosives and mace and a big fat spear with my MAGA flag all ready to go. But I stopped and I did some serious soul searching after the president spoke to us like that. If he can get over his loss, I guess we should too. I think when he had Biden to the White House and they hugged it out, it was a real turning point. It felt good to let go of that anger. I, uh, I know now that there's no deep state of child molesters and Jews dominating the government. God, I feel so silly. So why are you here at the Capitol today? I wanted to come and make it clear that I still support the president and the government, even if things don't go exactly how we wanted. It's important to be a good loser. I mean, I'm still very fortunate. And like President Trump said last week, we all need to recognize our privilege. I really like your buffalo headdress, by the way. Oh, thanks. I, uh, I made that myself. It was really great to see so many Biden and Trump supporters having fun together at the socially distanced American Unity Ice Cream Social last week at the Capitol. So there was no unrest or anything bad you saw? <laughs> no way. Everyone was super careful and wore their masks. And it was great to see so many people who disagree politically getting along so well and eating ice cream. And nobody brought mace or spears or got into the building illegally to steal podiums or put their feet up on Speaker Pelosi's desk or anything. Were there any nooses? As if. It was like a dream, Connor. I had a lot of fun. Well, that sounds great. Thanks for the report, Melissa. No prob. For more news on the presidential transition, visit considerourknowledge.com. Now we turn to a new segment with our own Cordell Nutbrock. Cordell has built a cat cafe in his garage during the pandemic and is inviting people over to have tea with him and the cats in a new interview series called Cordell's Cat Corner. I was fortunate enough to be his first guest. In the interest of full disclosure, Cordell and I have both received our coronavirus vaccines, so we felt safe meeting in person at his cat cafe. Enjoy! Welcome to Cordell's Cat Corner. I'm Cordell Nutbrock, and joining me today is my COK colleague and the show's main co-host, Dinah Jones-Mallow. I'm so honored to have you here as my first guest. Oh, thanks, Cordell. I must say that you have quite the cat cafe here. Quite? I have wanted to have my own cat cafe for years, so I want everyone to know that I had the idea for this new segment long before that new show, Call Me Cat, with Maya Bialik, where she owns a cat cafe. Oh, I believe you. So, uh, do you like cats, Dinah? I mean, I, I don't dislike them. I am a little allergic, though, so I may not be able to pet any of them. Okay. Um, how many are there here, anyway? Sixteen. The one on my lap is Kitty Kitty Bang Bang, and the one rubbing up against your leg is Cat Stevens, the cat. Oh, cute. I want this to be a very informal, fun chat between friends. Oh, that sounds nice. So, Dinah, why do you think you're better than me? I, I, I don't. I have so much respect for you as a colleague. 
Oh, come off it, Dinah. Ever since you were made permanent co-host seven years ago, you've rubbed it in my face. I have to go to horrible places like Haiti and Cleveland, and you get to stay in the nice, clean studio. You have all the perks, and I just get to fill in when you're on vacation or when Lynn Ruffle is on. Why haven't I ever seen you two in the same place? Hmm? I have no idea what you're talking about. I really value what you do for the show, Cordell. Honest. But, uh, but I may have to leave because I'm way more allergic than I thought. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, look, Catty Hurst likes you. And so does Cat Sajak. Well, can you get them off of me, please? Okay, okay. Just say that I'm a better reporter and co-host than you are, and I'll get them off you. What? Say it. Say I'm better. <coughs> Cordell is an amazing reporter and co-host. And so much better than I am. Ah, you heard it here first, folks. Dinah says I'm better than she is. All right, come here, Cat Sajak. Leave Dinah alone. Thank you. Oh, that's all the time we have for the first and only installment of Cordell's Cat Corner. My thanks to my friend and colleague, Dinah Jones-Mallow, who is not as good as I am. Have a perfect day. Achoo! Now it's time for this week's Big Little Wins. Take it away, Ryan. Thanks, Miss Mallow. Congrats to Stacey Abrams, who saved democracy as we know it by making sure the Democrats won two Senate runoff elections in Georgia. We have a feeling that this is just one of many more large victories in her future. Good for her and the country. Kudos also to Google, Apple, and Amazon for removing the Parlor app from your app stores and web hosting services. Now racists and conspiracy theorists will have to find somewhere else to coordinate their crybaby get-togethers. It's a big little win for anyone to stand up to crazy domestic terrorists, because sadly, not everyone has. If you want to share a win with us, post on our Facebook page or send us a tweet. We still have our Twitter and Facebook accounts, unlike some people. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit ConsiderOurKnowledge.com for more news and stories and coverage of Joe Biden's inauguration. If you'd like to download the podcast, you can find it at Apple Podcasts or on Stitcher. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Natalie Thorpe, Marianne Wetzel, Jeremiah Knight, Hobart Willis, and Spencer Cannon. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Trump admitted that he lost the election right around my butt. <laughs>